Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Hi there, I'm Spieven Spielblur, and many of you will probably know me as the director of many famous box office smashing movies, like, oh, there's my pumpkin, or the sci-fi odyssey, those alien dudes took my pumpkin, and of course, the hit family movies, Jeff Jeff 2, more Jeffs. Jeff 3, look who's talking, oh, it's Jeff. Jeff 4, Jeff does that thing again and everybody laughs. And Jeff 5, hey, Jeff, give me back my pumpkin. But what many of you probably don't know is I'm also the director of Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast that's suitable for all ages from... To... And everything in between. And this here, just for you listeners, is a behind-the-scenes special, where I reveal the magic that happens to make each and every one of these shows appear right before your eyes. Where you then have to put them before your ears, because of course, it's audio noise only. And that's a shame, as you won't be able to see any of the things I'm showing you, or my best friend Barry who's a llama. Uh, Aren't you, Barry? uh, But enough of Barry, because, well, he's useless, and all he does is hang around eating everyone else's lunch and then spitting in their eyes. Llamas, right? What can you do with them? Well, put them in hats. Now, follow me. Most people think it's just Tiernan who does all the podcast writing and editing himself, but that's to create part of the charm of the show. In reality, this here is the cupboard where we keep a team of hard-working chinchillas who furiously type up scripts for each and every episode. What are you funny guys writing today? Something about a comedy club for the Spanish city of Madrid? Ah, you are all too funny. Too funny! Ha! And then you see, right across the hallway, come with me, come with me, is Matilda the Octopus, who's using all her arms. You're right, Matilda, I should know better by now. Not all her arms, one of them has to hold a cappuccino. All the rest of our arms, though, edit eight shows at once across these ten screens that you can't see. But you'd never have guessed, would you? Morning, everybody! 
Yeah, as you've guessed it, that there is our highly trained stunt team who play, amongst them, the farting animals and the stinky hippos. And they spend 22 hours a day in makeup, and then they sleep for two hours, and then they have to start all over again in makeup, meaning they never actually have time to do the roles they've been hired for. And so instead, over here, come with me, come with me, come with me, over here, yeah, morning everybody! These are the life-size farting animals and Stinky Hippo's puppets and puppeteering team who operate each and every one of these adorable but oh, so stinky you'll be sick, you'll just barf right down your shirt creatures. Ah, I love those guys. And over here, go away! That's Dennis, uh, and you might remember his voice, he plays the Pod Goblin, and he is always in character, even when he's at home with his adorable family of faces drawn on balloons. And, uh, oh, uh, now over here, oh, yeah, I know you're gonna be excited about this, let me just open this here. Yeah, now, you might be able to tell by looking around, except you can't because it's all audio, we are inside the mailbag. Yes. This is the magical place where all your emails, reviews, messages sent by carrier pigeons are then unnecessarily printed off onto paper and thrown in here for Tenant to search through each and every show. But to make it sound really full, like a real giant mailbag, you know, we've added some other things that you might not expect too. A little bit of movie magic, but for a podcast. So, uh, like this. Or this. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> it is all part of the magic. You would never have guessed those were in the mailbag. Oh, and up here, uh, that's the question pile. Now, uh, I think it's currently reaching about 50 to 60 feet high. Uh, we've got a tree frog named Anastasia who scales it most days just to make sure everything's in order. And I'll just pick one at random to show you the kind of things that we get sent in every single day. Uh, now, what do we have here? Let me read this. Uh, this question, uh, this looks exciting. Uh, why is Spieven Stielblur the best director in the universe? Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so nice. Who sent that in? Go away. Oh, Dennis. I love you, too, buddy. And, of course, if you'd like your question added to the pile, uh, or your message, your intro, your jokes, or whatever you want thrown in with the pigs and the clanging things, then just make sure you get your <clears throat> adult human beings. Ah, oh, man, I'm not as good at this as Tiernan is, you see? That's why I direct, and he hosts uh, your adult human beings, huh, I mean grown-ups, to help you email in at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And is it okay to promote other things too? I mean, I guess I can. I'm the director of this show, right? Without me, nothing happens. So, all of yous, go see the Jeff films, then buy them on Blu-ray, and then watch them on the Jeff Minor streaming channel too. Oh, and make sure you see the Comedy Club for Kids live shows, which you can find at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Uh, I never go to them as it means traveling. I hate traveling. I like sitting very still. Wait, I'm having to travel for this. Ah, this is the worst. Anyway, uh, you can also check out the Radio Nonsense t-shirts. I have one of every color, and I wear them all at once to get into the mindset ready to direct our next episode. I gotta focus like that. And, um, and of course, I got all my t-shirts at comedyclubforkids.store. And don't forget to check out the Bust or Trust podcast, too. I mean, I don't direct that, sadly. I tried, but they said, who are you? And please stop waving that pumpkin around. So, you know, you can't win everything.
Oh, and this, this is so exciting. Oh my goodness, you won't believe this. Here, right here in this jar, right? Can you see it? Of course you can. Okay, this right here, this is where we keep the most importantest bits. You mean some of the film has to be cut out? Right. I am very excited to be joined by Bryony Redmond and Paul Foxcroft, a.k.a. Bryony and Paul, who have heard of Montreal, a.k.a. Bredman and Foxcroft's detective agency Most Ordinaire, and as our Samoan-speaking listeners know you, Fa'atiti una une mia ilua oli afapapili lao chips. But most famously, you are known for your successful expedition to conquer the world's smallest mountain. For that time, you saved the town from a terrifying plague of foghorns. And of course, for your much acclaimed studies into exactly what do yaks get up to on their days off. Um, Paul and Bryony, it's so nice to have you on the show. How are you? Yeah, really good. I still can't hear in one ear because of the foghorns, um, but sure. I was willing to do I that. agree. <laughs> I see. Is it? It was. It's obviously affected. It wasn't that long ago, and it's, it's obviously affected both of your hearing. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. I I hadn't realised this when asking you to do an audio podcast. Should I? Do I? Do I need to speak more loudly? If you could sound a bit more like foghorn, we've kind of tuned mm. into that kind of tonal note. Right. Uh so. How how like this? If I talk to you oh, like this, perfect. Right, yeah. This might be hard to do for the duration, but we'll see how it goes. If it helps, yeah. If you can maintain that, and then maybe you can change your voice back in post. Oh, that's a good idea. I don't. I don't know if they make filters that are like the defoghorn. Well, you, you you've got the experience of this. Have you had to defoghorn lots of things since? So have you had to defog on lots of things? Uh, Yeah, well, a whole town. Um, And the the trick to that was uh, effectively kicking the plug out of the wall, but like a lot. Right, right, right. Yeah, their weakness is not having any power. Or fog. Or fog. Because if you get rid of the fog, they don't have any reason to sound. Yeah, it was a two-pronged approach. I took the plugs out of the wall. I got Bryony rid of the fog. Got rid of the fog. Wow, very, very uh, admirable. And what do, what are they going to do now? Next time there is f- fog, well, call us because we were effective last time. So yeah, and we've got loads of foghorns now. You've got right. So can you clear fog as well as clearing fog? Or is this? I didn't realize that was part of your expertise. Oh, well, we learned it for this particular problem. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say anyone can clear fog if you're willing to spend the time breathing out in fog's direction. Right. Yeah. right. It's, so it's, it's a volume a of... game. Right, right. So it is, is that why foghorns work? Because they just sort of power up a, a lot of air towards the fog, blowing it away. Yeah. Yeah. The fog... The, the trick with foghorns is they're effectively loud fans. Wow. So you can replace them with wow. a fan or someone yeah. breathing regularly. Yeah. Or 50% of a dog. Right. Or Which... anything that exhales, really. Oh, I see. So so you, it could be either 50% of a dog, the back end or the front end, depending on which is exhaling at the time. Yeah. If, you, if you time it right and get that dog to rotate, you're away. That's that's fascinating. I didn't. Do you know what? I feel silly because 
I have sorry. Are you, I, I feel silly because I when it's foggy, I don't think of breathing out. Oh well, I actually think Tinnant, you should probably think about breathing out fifty percent of the time. It's not just when it's mm. foggy. Oh yeah, is that right? Yeah, it's like it's yeah. quite necessary half the time, and then the other half think about breathing in. Mm. I've been I've been doing the breathing in. Mm. I didn't know it was meant to. Yeah, come it's back out. all gonna come yeah. out in farts if you don't breathe out. You're going right the way through the body for your breathing. Yeah. If anything, you're encouraging fog. Mm. I that it, it, I mean, it explains a lot. And I can't believe I hadn't. Re- I thought that was it just goes in one end, comes out the other. I didn't realize there was an in out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's in, a re- in a real sense, farts are your choice. There might. I've chosen. I've chosen the, the fart fog. And I. Yeah. I'm so sorry to everyone I've been near in the in the past uh, forty years. Well, um, I, I you, you are experts at this. Is 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 fog the only weather you've been clearing? Uh, no, we've cleared rain. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was uh, mainly a bucket slash drinking approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've right. cleared snow. Uh, we, we've got a series of yeah. We've uh, snows snows sort of in a way easier than rain to catch because it's a bit slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. harder to drink yeah. um, in yes. in great volumes. Um, it, it's no, you know, uh, 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 the irony being, snow would be much nicer to drink on a hotter day. Um, but they never, it never, never happens, happens like that. No. Do you ever think of like, uh, what are those drinks called? Like slushies, where they pour that yeah. weird blue liquid. No one knows what it really is. It's just blue. And they yeah. pour that weird blue liquid on the top. Like, do you ever think of doing that with the snow? And then you have it like an ice cream? Yeah, sometimes I've taken like a squash bottle and pierced it. And then shake you shake it into the snow. And then as you yeah. put your tongue out, it's already a slushy. Yeah. Wow. It's for the, the tricky but I can't do that very well. Brian is very good at hitting the snow as it falls. Mm. Whereas I, what I do is I take uh, like a, I don't know, a fruit juice, like... Um, Pear, and then right. just pour that into my mouth. I'm sure there are other fruits available. I couldn't think of any other fruits for a second there, but <laughs> and pear juice, I'm not sure is commercially available. Uh, but that's juice. an example. But it's, cla- it's it's a classic. It's a very fancy type of juice, and I like that you you take your job seriously. You're not going to just no. throw out any old cheap juice. Oh yeah, you know it's got to be yeah. the finest pear. Yeah, if I'm the only, I it's a, just a standard I have. If you offer me a choice of juices, I will choose the rarest available juice. Yes. Or yes. the most unavailable juice, like um, coins. Right. <laughs> coin coin juice is very hard. And also one of the most expensive yeah. juices that you can... For a lot of reasons. For, yeah. a, lot, for a lot of reasons. I mean, the, the raw material costs, it costs like a pound for a pound. <laughs> and then the juicing process is is uh, an expense on top of that to get juice out of a coin. Yes, yes, it's a very hard process. And I mean, does it? I've never. I I'm sad to say that I'm not a food connoisseur or juice connoisseur in the way that you are. I haven't tried coin juice. What does it? What does it taste of? It tastes expensive. Yeah, increasingly right. so. Right. Um, mm. I mean, sort of, there's like a sort of coppery 
taste to it and then the sort of uh there's it, it, a sort of coppery high notes and then the sort of bass it tastes like a long weekend holiday somewhere you can't afford yeah and with an wow. afternote of excel spreadsheet mm. wow wow that's very complex mm-hmm. that's very complex yeah. flavors that is is that is that the most expensive juice then coin juice because i know saffron juice is very expensive yeah gold oh, that's juice, true quite expensive yeah yeah um i think i think the, probably the most expensive juice i can think of which i've never tried uh would be i think it's very expensive to juice the moon yeah moon uh, juice yeah 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 but that's, I mean, um, you can see it happen slowly over a month because the moon goes from full to less full, and yeah. that's because someone's juicing it. Yeah. Wow. We, no one knows who that is. Mm-hmm. Wow. No one knows who it is. And, where, and does anyone know where the juice ends up? Like, are you able to buy, buy it anywhere, or, or is it? Well, I think it's a, a vegan alternative to milk. Right. One mm. of them, not sure which, but one of them is actually moon juice. Gosh, I've never oh. seen that on sale. Mm. You must have to have very specific. You must know where moon traders are to to kind of get hold of something like this. I'm I'm just yeah, yeah. If you think yeah. about it, because people think milk moo, add a letter moon. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, that's revelatory. Wow. I, I never thought of the moon as a moo with milk in it, but now it. I mean, it makes it looks so milky white yeah. when you look at it in the sky. Wait, is that who's doing it? Is that is it cows that are doing it? Yeah, to, that's... to persuade us that there is an alternative to actual milk. So they're just bored of the whole milking process. Yeah. Um, that's why it also that looks the cow... like a bite almost out of the moon because they're using their teeth. Wow, because is that why the cow jumped over the moon on its initial on its initial go? But now, obviously, landing on the moon and juicing it. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a long process. Yeah. Yeah, know? you'd think you'd think the cows would have talked more about landing on the moon. Like the Americans. Well, it's because it was an yeah. American cow that jumped over the moon, so that's the one we hear about more. Uh, course, the cow course. that landed yeah. on the moon was Welsh, so we don't get as right. much information about it. And, of course, the first cow to orbit the Earth was Soviet. Mm. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I, I wonder... It must be hard to for cows to get appropriate space gear because I know some of them have jerseys. You get jersey cows, but I don't. I've never yep. heard of like a spacesuit cow. Oh yeah, the the I think the the main trouble with spacesuit cows is they like to have the spacesuit that matches the pattern. So we as mm. humans often use those big white kind of spacesuits, and they prefer kind of Frisian colours, so black and white with oh, patches. Yeah, yeah, which also means um, it's. That they are in part camouflaged against uh, space, right? Right. Because they've got huge bits in it. Like a lot of the space, it's looked like the night sky with white bits on it. You know, and then that is what is the night sky, but black with white bits. Wow. And Maybe that's why we, we, that's why we haven't seen. Doing it. Yeah, yeah, this is where I. I, I mean, I feel I, I hope that by sort of uncovering that on this show, that you're not going to get in any sort of trouble. I hope you haven't breached. Any secret uh, cow conventions? Cow conventions. I hope. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want you to any. I don't want you to get any trouble for this. Is is there? You know, are there laws in place that are stopping us talking about this? Have the cows kind of got overall control of the milk situation? 
I'd say cows aren't as like, I don't have a cow NDA. They haven't made us sign anything saying that we can't talk okay. about it. Um, I think it's more that if you see a cow lying down, just this is a tip, if you see one lying down, that's them about to jump into space. Because that's the, how, wow. what they look like before. Um, and they tend not to do it if you're looking. So you have to look away and then look back really quickly. So I think yep. they, they are shy about it, but they're not contracting us not to say anything. You just have to spot it. Yeah. If you, if you see cows in the, the world, mm -hmm. just normally day to day, just keep an eye because we know they're going to the moon. What else are they doing? Yeah. Well, also, it comes back to, you know, is it I, I, I don't remember all the rules because I'm not a farmer, despite what people say. I am uh, not a farmer. And I, I so I don't know. It's cows lying down is meant to be that it's going to rain or cows and they're standing on their heads means it's going to be fog. I don't remember that. Yeah. But I'm guessing, actually, they're just working out when's the best weather to launch into space. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's uh, the misunderstanding. It's a lot of people don't know this. Stuff. It's like with sheep. A lot of people realize there's only three what there's only three. I didn't know yeah. That. yeah there's only three sheep but they move around a lot so you think there's yeah. more yeah they're, they're wow. incredible they're really fast wow um, so oh, whoa hang on a second here so mm -hmm. when people count sheep to go to sleep yeah then they should really only be going up to three well yeah then you're yeah. recounting well the you same can go sheep. yeah you, you can go higher it's just recognize that the sheep four is one of the first three sheep in like, but they'll be wearing a hat or have like a beard stuck on or a false moustache or maybe just making a face. Like, it, 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 I don't know what level of effort they're putting into it as sheep. Um, the other thing that people don't realize is because there are only three sheep, people think we get wool from sheep. And that's not true. Oh. What those sheep do is uh, they. Um, that they can there's a sort of headstand not headstand sort of like standing on each other's shoulders situation trench coat uh they go to charity shops buy jumpers cardigans other outfits dirt cheap unravel them and then sell that wool as new wow i i can't believe i mean I feel like farmyard animals have been tricking us this whole time. And I don't want to, I've got some big questions to ask you, but I just need to go there. Do chickens yeah. lay eggs or is that something else? Into, no, 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 eggs lay the, chickens. The, yeah. What? Yeah. And also not strictly relevant to this, but chickens invented dice. Mm. Right. Right. I can oddly sort of see that. Yeah. I think. Are those yeah. little peck marks in each of the sides? Yeah. Yeah. Every dice yeah. is 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 made with those pet marks by a chicken's beak. Yeah. Right. Sure. So chicken's main business is the board game industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the eggs are laying them. Yeah. And the eggs' main business is laying chickens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're getting this truth out there. You know, a lot of a lot of our listeners will have been to uh, you know farms and petting zoos and had no idea that those sheep there. I mean. Just the same three running around, yeah. You know that the chickens aren't laying eggs. I mean, this is the sort of real information we need to get out. And you know, I thank you. I'm yeah. so pleased that you two could be here. Well, um, a lot of people are confused by that. The sheep thing, for example, if you've ever seen a field of sheep in a number higher than three, uh, if, you, if you get a picture of it, if you're very lucky, you might catch some of those sheep blurring. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Um, because they're, you know, they're, it's just they're, they're moving at what, uh, to use the vernacular, to use the vernacular of comic books, they are moving at super speed, like Superman, or more accurately, The Flash, or Quicksilver from the Marvel Universe, or Jesse Quick, a lesser-known DC Comics character. Or Billy the Wiz as well from the Beano. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. from the, your classic Beano speedster. Um, yes. Yeah, there's a, oh, a noise. Um, but there's a, so it's my um, my Billy the Whiz alarm there going off anytime right, sure. mentioned. So a sheep has whizzed past your house Yes. during this conversation. That's good to know. Yeah. It's a useful, useful thing to have, which I guess you two need in your profession uh, in, in, in fog clearing. A, a sheep would be very handy in clearing fog, I'd have thought, the speed they can go. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you've ever, if, 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 if the weather near you has been bad and changed incredibly quickly, I bet all the money in my pockets, which is a pound, um, mm, which I'll be juicing later. Oh, good. And yep. um, but I bet I bet you a pound a sheep has travelled through the area recently at speed. Yeah, wow. And they're really good at wow. sneaking up on fog because they look kind of cloud-like, so they can actually blend into a lot of weather. Yeah, those three sheep. Can I can I just check? Have, they, have those three got a name? Are they name? Do we know the names of the only three sheep that exist? Well, we we don't know it for certain because it's very hard to pin them down sure. to a conversation. Uh, but our research has indicated we we suspect their names. Um, hang on a second. Give me one minute. Yeah, got a file here. I'm really intrigued. Uh, okay, we believe they're leader to be called Benny Conkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's purely right. because. The word Benny Conkis has appeared carved into fences near where a lot of sheep have been hanging out. And sure. sometimes there's like a little crown next to it. Right. Right. That makes sense. And we yeah. believe one of the others, just to go by Eric, mm-hmm. that is just Eric's quite chilled, actually. The slowest moving of the three. Wow. Wow. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third is is sort of unknown, or uh, no? Well, do you want to take a do you want to take a stab at it? The third. See what you reckon? Yeah, we've given you all the clues. Is it Susan Trousers? Yeah. See. Yeah. See, deep yeah. down, we all know yeah. it. We all know yeah, it. We do, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It was like on the tip of my tongue. I just sort of felt like that seemed right. And mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, listen, you two, I, I can't believe how educational this episode's already been. And, and I, we barely got to the reason that I have you two here. Um, there is a question that's been sent in, and I think that you two are are the people to answer it. But before we get there, um, I do have some admin questions. And I hope that's OK for you. Um, that's fine. For, excellent. Excellent. Well, well, the first one of these is that this is an audio podcast. I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, most of our listeners do Wait, listen look- to it with their ears, sometimes with their knees or their bum. Oh, Paul, were you not aware? No, why am I why am I wearing this costume? I thought that was just your everyday dress. No, I misunderstood. I thought we no. Okay. Oh, oh, listeners, I'm so sorry that you're going to miss out on this. I just assumed all that was just what you wore out and about when clearing fog, monitoring sheep. Nope, I I really misunderstood the brief. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm just dressed as the British Isles. It is lovely though. It's very impressive, and you've also got all. All the different little you've got the Isle of Man in there as well, haven't yep. you? Just on your sh- on your left shoulder and the city yep. isles up by your ear. And it, it's yeah. very oh, you, get, you can't see them in the, you can't see them in this zoo in this 
zoom style shots, but I, you, I've got the, the we've got the Channel Islands as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the oh, white. Wow. I've, I've really islands up. I see. I I knew it wasn't on camera. That's why I haven't got any facial features because I thought I don't yes. need them today. So I just didn't put yeah. my eyes in. That's yeah. well. That's very sensible. Very sensible. Actually. It is like um, it is like talking to an egg. Mm. I'm just going to lay a chicken. Laying a chicken. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Egg. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's big, but that's, you know, that's the thing that people don't understand that when, when on uh, social media sites don't really do this anymore, but there was a point where if you didn't have a profile picture, it would show an egg. And it was actually just anyone mm. that what, didn't think they were on camera at the time. Yeah. yeah. That's what we all look like when we first get up. We should just admit it. Yeah. 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 Totally fair. Well, well, listen, well done, Brody. I'm so sorry, Paul, that you've made the effort. I, I just assume that you dressed uh, as the British Isles uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think, Jim, to be honest, I think you should. And, uh, and I think that's a statement that you should make and not be afraid to Thank make. Thank you. Well, it's a fog trick. It's a weather trick, really, is why we of have course. it. It's because if I if we dress up like this, then the weather thinks they're on the weather report on the news. So then they get really yes. small and just go across yeah. his body. Yeah. Much easier to get into a net or a biscuit tin yeah. the two ways we store weather. And I just wave my arms in front of him. And then they move. Yeah, this is. I mean, yeah. the other way. We, the only other way we could do that would be if one of us became big enough to stand next to Britain. Oh yes, yes. But then that yes. comes with its own consequences of being a giant lying down on a country. Yeah, yeah. You'd I mean, squish. You'd squish just, stuff. You've also got problems of like, how do you buy shoes that fit or a hat that fits? Yeah, and that's a that's a lot of effort. Well, yeah. I mean, shoe wise, you'd have to wear. North Africa, yeah, it's, that's or, be, or, that's or Greece. Very tricky. Uh, what would what's the best shoe? Italy shaped a bit like a boot. Would yes, that work? Yes, 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 yes. Um, yes. So that's one foot dealt with, and then the other foot, maybe Florida. Yeah, it's going to be hard to walk in Florida. Um, yeah, yeah, very warm. One foot's going to mm. be very. Both feet are going to be very warm. Yeah. yeah, Australia would make a better hat. I don't know. If any of the listeners at home have maps, then maybe if they could check out what, what countries make the best shoes. Well, please, and you know, do do send that in. This is if you uh if you 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 possibly possibly they already know. Uh maybe they've tried this before. Who is to say? Well, listen, you know, this is an audio podcast. Um because of that, I just wondered if either of you had a favorite noise that you could tell us about or preferably even make for us. So I think my favourite noise is um, Dr. Stephen Greer's upstaging trolley, squeaky trolley. Um, which is... I am a big, I'm a big fan of Greer's upstaging trolley. Yeah. And that one goes squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Uh, which is good. But if you are ever in a situation where you need to make a sound effect, and you, like me, struggle with them, you say the word as if it's the sound effect. So a door creaking open would be cree. And nice. Dr. Stephen Greer's trolley is squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. That is fantastic. Yeah. I do. I've, I have used uh, Steve, Greer's upstaging trolley on stage a number of times. Uh, professionally to uh, draw attention away from the people doing the actual work and put it on me. Yeah, um, and you can use it at home. Say someone like a sibling is in trouble, you can 
change the nature of the room by making the squeaky trolley noise somewhere else in that room. Everyone loves it. Wow. Yeah. Or wow. if you time it well, you can freak people out by making the squeaky trolley noise in a different room mm. at night. Whoa. So, yeah. so people are in one room, you're in another room where it's dark, you make the squeaky noise, they think they've got the ghost of a trolley. Yeah, somewhere in the house, or yeah. or either the ghost of a trolley or the ghost of somebody with a trolley who doesn't have a lot to say. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and what kind it, of creature would push a trolley without anything to say about it? Um, That's horrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Well, maybe just not. So I think it could be horrifying. You're right, but it could just be a really content uh, spectre or wraith. Uh, it might be a. It could be a minotaur who um, has prepared a delicious lemon drizzle cake, but is oh. nervous about people trying it. Yeah, you can usually spot um, a bit of Minotaur because they'll leave a little path of string towards the cake they want you to try. Right. And then right. Yeah. you can find your way back out. They're very yeah. scared do, of directions, Minotaurs. Yeah, do check. Do check that it is string. Because if it's wool, you might be walking into a trap orchestrated by the only three sheep. Susan Trousers. Betty Conkers. And Eric. I mean, you know, with this power of being able to make that squeaky trolley noise, the fact that you or the listeners can make this sound and suddenly the people they're with assume that they're falling into a trap made by sheep. That's a powerful noise, mm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. A lot of potential consequences to the squeaky trolley. Yeah, well, thank you. We've not had uh, Stephen Grizz's squeaky trolley, upstaging squeaky trolley noise on this show before. Thank you very much. And I do hope it is used uh, regularly by uh, those listening in. Um, the other admin question I have for you both is that this is a family friendly show. It's suitable for people of all ages, any age you can imagine. Can you imagine an age, Bryony? Uh, 208. Yeah, yeah, absolutely suitable for that mm. age. Paul, you, can you imagine an uh, age? I went with the Victorian age. Yes, absolutely suitable for Victorian age as well. Suitable for all ages, not 100. Long story, won't go into it now, but every other age possible is suitable for. Uh, and as a result, I just wonder if you could tell us if there are any rude words you won't be saying during this show. Well, I, I won't be saying Pomplemousse. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever say that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like you have you have to be in a pretty bad situation to want to say that. But mm. if yeah. if yeah. if I was, that is usually my go-to word that I I, I just wouldn't say. It's it's inappropriately yeah. sour. I'd say it's a sour word. Yeah. 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 Please don't. Um, please don't. Yeah. I'm gonna resist the urge to say the word wavnasm. I, I think we we can all understand why. Um I don't even like saying it in that context. I really reserve that for the dire situations to express uh, a sense of frustration. Uh, I would like to briefly share, if I mean, I'm, I've, I've left a gap there, so this will be easy to edit out if it's not appropriate. Okay. Um, a little bit of a confession um, to a rude word thing that I did uh, many, many years ago was um, uh, Bryony and I met in Scotland in the city of Edinburgh at a place called the Bedlam Theatre. And I once, um, using silly string, sprayed the word bum on the wall in six foot high <laughs> letters. Uh, yeah, and unbelievable. that was done 15 years ago. And in the right light, you can still see it on the wall. 
it's like because the it turns out the bum. Just just the word bum in yeah in massive letters on the side of a building. It, like, we took the silly string off like quite quickly, but it turned out it had already bleached the stone. <laughs> Uh, and so for a long time, it said bum on the side of a theatre. Like echoes of bum, of a long yeah. lost, of echoes of long lost bum. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, that's, yeah. it's I, the, that's it's beautiful. The... That's, it's funny, unlike sort of Wavnasm, which, which no one should ever say, or Pample Moose indeed, which is a truly offensive word. I think that there's something beautifully artistic about the uh, the, the long forgotten sort of uh echoes echoes of a bum and, and i think yeah. that's that's our art art is welcomed on the show absolutely wavnas yep. and pampam is certainly not welcomed and i appreciate you not saying yep. i definitely yep. wouldn't say such an awful yeah. thing but i think i think a confession in that i probably shouldn't have been spraying words on the side of a building but having done so i think you are right it is in a way it's been nice to go back and see my bum on a wall uh for over a decade now um and yeah, uh, yeah. and that no, was very nice that a lot of other people have seen my bum. And it's it's true that a lot of people who walk past the building will instinctively try and sit on the side of it. If you walk past wow. that building, yeah, it does sound like it's an instruction, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like bum yeah. goes here. It's like a resting place specifically for bum. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sometimes that's that's necessary. And if if, if you're ever not sure where to sit, I mean, that's the instruction you look for. Yeah. Uh, if you ever, if you ever, listeners at home, if you're ever not sure where to sit, look around, see if anyone's written the word bum. Mm-hmm. And if they haven't, maybe think about writing the word bum and then sitting where you've written it. I think that's, that's great advice. Absolutely great yeah. advice, especially in a city string on a big wall. And, and I think that is the way, that is the way forward. Are you mystified by mysteries? Or can you crack the craziest cases? We're looking for chief detectives to join us on our investigations into some of the strangest stories from around the world. We'll analyse aliens, look for the Loch Ness Monster and hunt out curses. We'll present you with the best evidence and the most interesting facts. And then it'll be up to you to decide and tell us what you think. Will you be a myth buster like me? Or a myth truster like me? If you want to be our chief detective... Join us on Bust or Trust, a kids' mystery podcast. Every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other places you listen to podcasts. Well, yeah. well, listen, th- thank you. Thank you both for those, and thank you for, for doing the admin questions. Um, now, now, what we've been sent in uh, is, is this question, uh, which is from uh, Reese, who says, My name is Reese. Um, I am eight stinky hippos old. <laughs> Uh, here is my question. already. I have a follow-up question already. Sure. Yes, about are stinky hippos a measure of time? Now uh, they, they are. They are. Radio nonsense listeners very much know that they are. In that you uh, can be eight stinky, but it's, it's very hard to know if eight stinky hippos old relates to being eight human years old. Or, or I mean, I, I still don't entirely I'm know what, what 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 it means. So Reese Reese could easily be in his mid mid forties. Reese could be mid forties, three hundred years old. He could be just two, uh, two months old. Yeah. It, it's very hard to know. Um, but suggests that a stinky hippo is three months. Right. Right. Quick math. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very it's very hard to say because stinky hippos age at different rates depending on how stinky they are, where you're keeping them. I keep mine yeah. in the fridge. It normally extends their lifespan. Uh, or keeps, them, keeps them fresh and crisp. Keeps them fresh and crisp. So it's it's very hard to say. And I appreciate the reason want to share all the different, you know, sort of uh, age measurements. It, it can get a bit tiresome. Yeah, <laughs> stinky hippos. You're, that means you're 
54 slightly sort of disgruntled worms. Like it, it, it gets, it gets, it takes mm-hmm. a long yeah. time. So if all we know now is he's eight stinky hippos old. And yeah. um, he says, here is my question. Why can't hedgehog share the hedge? Goodbye. That's that. That's it. Um, I'm, I'm glad that he's, he's contacted us as his last ever act. Reese. Yes. Yes. Where has he gone? He just the, the implication is he doesn't really want the answer to this question because he's, he's immediately left. and quite away. flamboyantly left. <laughs> is Reese's job is does Reese just go from room to room around the country, kicking the door in, announcing his hippo rating, and then asking asking important questions, and then vanishing into the night as if he were fog itself? Wow, I like that idea though because I think it'd be great, wouldn't it? If you, if you, maybe you're you're sitting around, you're not doing anything useful with your time. Reese bursts in, he asks something important, yeah. and disappears, and then your brain is just filled with this new, far more important question that needs answering. Yeah. Like, who was that? Oh, it's Reese. Yeah, or, he did actually what, say his name. It's Reese. Yeah. yeah. Or, What's up with moths? Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, I don't know where he's gone. And I, I don't know that's true. I don't know if he'll hear this answer. Mm. Um, but I do feel that he's posed the question. If if we don't answer it, other people hearing this question will, will be will be stuck. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Well, I think 100%. stuck is also a good reason why hedgehogs can't yeah. share a hedge. It's because if you I don't know whether this is still a toy, but remember stickle bricks. Yes. yes yeah. It's, it's like, are stickle bricks still a thing? I don't know if they are. It's like that. Lego, but more spiky. They, yeah. They are still, I, I, they are still I, a thing. Yes. Unrelated. I was literally this week talking to um, a, fr- uh, a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mentioned stickle bricks, and they looked at me with the same facial expression that you get if you show a dog a card trick. Like they had no comprehension. They, they thought I was making this up. Stickle I can't are tell you a thing. Yeah. So hedgehogs, like hairy Lego. Yeah, yeah. hedgehogs yeah. are hairy Lego. So you put them near yeah. each other, and you can't then separate them particularly easily. Mm. And uh, wow, well, they, that's why they naturally don't hug. Mm. I see. I think a lot of people. Why think, doesn't I was going to say sorry to interrupt you there, Brian. I was wondering why don't we use hedgehogs for construction then? Because Lego is great for building things. Mm. I've never seen anyone put together sort of say between 30 and 50 hedgehogs to make a um well a bigger know, hedgehog a, a bigger hedgehog or a fire engine or or yeah. a sort of superhero scene or you know whatever it is well you can yeah. i think the thing is you can make a whole house and i have seen a whole house made of hedgehogs stickled together but then if you leave the house that might move yeah it's the one of the main advantages of lego over a hedgehog is that when you've made whatever it is you're making, like a bigger hedgehog, a fire engine, or a superhero scene, mm-hmm. the three things you can make with Lego. Yes. Um, it doesn't walk off. Like you can go right. have some have the juice of your choice uh, and then come back, and what you've made will still be there. Unless, of course, Reese has run in and asked it a question. Sure. Yeah, that is true. I've never had to feed Lego like uh some worms. Or what was it? It's like a weed a bit, I think, or mushy bread. Uh, you know, you yeah. have to. I've never had to feed Lego that, mm-hmm. which, which is good. And, yeah. And I think the other thing that people don't know about hedgehogs is each individual spike is can be unsheathed, and it's a little sword. So it's like they're carrying a lot of swords on their back. 
So the other problem is if you do stick them together for a long time, eventually they get cross and then they sword fight. Yeah, that's a lot of swords to fight. Yeah, because you knock one out of its little paw and it's got another, what, 200 odd. Is is that why some people um, kind of subdue hedgehogs by putting little bits of cheese and, and pineapple on each of their swords that they can't fight. Is that like, yeah. you know, like in fencing, they use those swords with a little ping pong ball on the end so it's safe. Is that what hedgehogs use, a little a little bit of cheese or pineapple? Yeah. And you put it on. Yeah, it's a process called, it, it, they call them boffers. And it's a boffers. process if you, if you yeah, if, if, it's a, um, if you boff the end of a hedgehog sword, then it becomes uh, no longer a weapon. And now it is just a, a means of delivering cheese. It's just how we forgot. Like, this is how people used to fight back in olden times, if you think about the old knights um, in like medieval times, if you had some and the, cheese, other days and yeah, if you had some cheese, you could stop them right in their tracks by yeah. putting cheese on the end of their sword. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if the listeners would be familiar with a, um, a medieval weapon known as the morning star, uh, yes. which is uh, often today you'll see it drawn as it's like a, it's a long handle with a, a spiked ball on the end. And it was used to uh, hit people on the head till they stopped. And but yeah, I'll give you three guesses as to what that that the the the, the drawings now aren't as accurate. I'll give you three guesses as to how they made those. I mean, so just uh, so I'm guessing a hedgehog, like a hedgehog on uh, on a, on one stilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Hedgehog yeah. on one silt. Yeah. So not only was it dangerous to the people they were attacking, but to the circus people that had to wander around on their one remaining stilt after oh, the other stilt had so been taken. Yeah. Devastatingly damaging. That's awful. You're 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 hurting two people at once mm-hmm. there. A, a clown and the person you're hitting with your hedgehog on a stilt. That is Yeah. And also probably the hedgehog. And probably the hedgehog, yeah. Depending on how hard you're hitting them with. That's true. Uh, really? They're already balancing. That's got to be quite tricky. Yeah. Wow. And in a way, if you if you look back at the history of hedgehogs, they've had a lot. They've done a lot. Um, and I think it's reasonable now that they tend to just sort of have a nap. Sure. Uh, have a little snuffle about and then and then chill out. Sure. In, in their own hedge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, again, because, you know, if you get too many, if, you, if they get too close together, Boom, they're Lego. Mm. Wow. And I, I'm sure the listeners have encountered this. I know I have. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it's really hard to get two or three Lego bricks to come apart. Yeah. And you need one of those little orange lever things they now put in the kits, which I find incredibly useful. But um, you don't always have a little orange lever thing. No. And, um, you know, imagine if that was you. Imagine if you went to school. And you were near some of your friends, and you got stuck together by I don't know what the human equivalent of hedgehog spikes is. Well, they've they've done it as uh, experiments. Hair? hair, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. basically, hair if left damp, um, and then just left naturally can can become quite velcro like. People forget about that because um, often my mum says, "Don't go out with damp hair," and what she actually means is, "Don't let your head become part velcro." Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Fun sense. fact, uh, Velcro was actually invented by the moon cows mm-hmm. uh, as part of their first uh, sort of early space exploration. How they landed on the moon, because jumping over, yeah. 
easy. How do you stick to it? Yep. Velcro. Sure. Velcro. Yeah. The, the the base bit, the the foot bit of their suits has the hook bit of Velcro, and then they they just fired loads of uh, wool loops at the moon, and so they could stick never to stuff. Coming loose. You're, you're never going to float off in space if you've got Velcro on your no. feet. Yeah. Well, because it was wool, it was a yeah. it was a cow sheep collaboration. <laughs> Right. Um, a part of an organization I call Big Pharma. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I have to say the the knowledge that you two have. I knew, you know, I, I introduced you with your your exploits about, uh, you know, the foghorn clearing and, and a number of other things. But I didn't know the extent of knowledge you have about animals. And I'm hoping that mm. that this conversation that we're having is maybe the beginning of. Uh, a nature show perhaps for you both or, or something something bigger uh, you know I, I don't know why you're not running zoological societies there's a there's a level of knowledge here that i'm not seeing in everyday animal information yeah we're disappointed really that we're not more in charge of nature in general um yeah i i, I do think we're ready for that next step up yeah i was really hoping that we'd get a job at the new forest just making sure everything's in the right place because it's the most so the most technologically advanced of the forests yeah, being yes, yeah. so new. And also because of the um, way the trees move around there. Because like sheep, there's only three and they move a lot. People think oh, that trees are yeah. still, but yeah, no, they're constantly yeah. swapping yeah. just to mess with you. Yeah. I mean, the clue that you can tell, um, I don't know if you've ever been near a tree and like something's fallen out of it. Yes, I have. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's just the logical consequence of it moving. Gosh. Gosh, I had no idea. I, I can't. Well, it, it's thinking of all the work those three trees put in. Obviously, all the work the three sheep pe- put in. Three sheeps, three sheep eye, sheep eye, sh- yeah. sheps, sheep eye, sheep eye. Sheep eye. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's it's very impressive. Well, listen, you two have absolutely blown my mind today, and, and thank you again for for coming on. Um, You're very welcome. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I dropped the foghorn voice. I hope it's been all right. I yeah, I well, you did it over time, so it's it's adjusted. I haven't heard anything yeah. you've said, but I've guessed on my answers yeah, i hope sure. they were close yes well that's good it's 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 good it must be hard because i i as you have no facial features at the moment Bryony, mm. i was worried about I, I have not been able to lip read anything you've said but luckily i've been able to hear you oh good yeah because i'm not even facing you no oh right oh okay right that explains a lot right sure sure fair enough well well listen uh, i i really appreciate it, and i hope reese well, I was going to say, I hope Reese is happy with his answer. I don't know. He's he's gone, so we we don't know what's yeah. happened to him. He's out of here. Um, yeah, he's he's oh, he's off. gone. And if yeah, you got a busy, kicking uh, down doors and making asking new questions of strangers across the land, someone's got to do it, and, and that yeah. is Reese. And you know, thank yeah. goodness for that. I say, um, have you two got a busy rest of your week, year, life? Yeah, we've got. Um, I mean, we've got to keep an eye on those yaks. I know you said at the beginning. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Um, yeah. That that they are taking over, and someone needs to to warn people. So I'm I'm going to spend most of my weekend tracking down the yaks that I presume are hidden in my house. Yeah, yeah. track. Um, yes. I've got uh, the rest of my day. I'm going to be going around the town, writing bum on seats so people know what to do. Mm-hmm. And um, then uh, I've got a lot of foxes coming around tonight to help me fix a car. Brilliant. Well, listen, you keep up the important work. Thank you again for having time to chat. It's, it's been a delight having you. Thanks, Tiernan. Goodbye. Goodbye. And here are all the wires. Wowzers, huh? 
Well, that was the amazing Bryony Redman and Paul Foxcroft there answering Reese's very good question and uh, giving us so much exciting additional information about sheep and about foghorns, you know? I mean, how do we get such amazing guests like that? I know it's what you want to ask. Well... Uh, let me tell you, let me tell you straight off, it's our researchers, Wendy and Isambard, who, well, they don't actually work in this place with us because uh, they once brought in some real stinky eggs for lunch, and we said, basically, they have to do everything from a skip outside for our safety for, from now on. Um, Reese, I do hope you liked your answer, and if not, well, th- there's nothing you can do, Is actually um, our complaints department is now just the word complaints written on an old banana. <laughs> the magic of showbiz. If you have something you'd like to send in to us, though, whether it's like a question or a joke or just whatever you got in your mad heads, then do ask your, uh, okay, I'm going to try <clears throat> older people. Oh, wait, dang it. I really tried. Uh, do ask your grown-ups to help you email in at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk, which when you email in, it gets received straight to Emmanuel. Hey! Uh, who'll then give it to Stanley? Hey there! Who then shows it to Rita? Hola! Who then puts it in a small envelope and posts it back to our friend Franklin in Hawaii, who then sends it back to us to put into the mailbag with the pigs and the clanging. I mean, it's it's a big process. There's always more work that goes into these things than you expect, just to make it the kind of final product that you get to hear in your ears. Oh, and I gotta say, uh, do go to comedyclubforkids.co.uk and see one of those live shows. I hear they're great. I don't know. I don't go outside. Uh, do buy a t-shirt from comedyclubforkids.store or like I did. All of them wear them all at once to be real focused. Real focused, real warm, too warm, but that's okay. Better than being cold and not focused. And as my friend Nistifer Crowland says, go listen to the Bust or Trust podcast and also all of the Jeff movies. Um, I'm not sure why he says that, but he shouts it at people in the store all the time. Nistifer Crowland, he's a funny one. Um, uh, excuse me, um, I'm here to play the part of Linda. I've trained professionally, uh, and I believe it's going to be the role of my lifetime. Ah, uh, not now, honey. Uh, I'm afraid Linda isn't in this week's episode, so scoot, scoot, get out of my way. I'm doing an important behind-the-scenes thing here. But you say that every time. <laughs> now, look, I guess you're thinking, but dear Spiven, where's the host? You know, you're showing us this behind-the-scenes thing, but where's that guy that's always there? Where's that Tiernan guy? Well, here is a big secret, and an exclusive to this behind-the-scenes peep. Tiernan actually stands for Talks in Ears of Radio Nonsense Audiences. Noobla-blah-blah-blah! Yeah, we didn't we didn't really know what word to put in the end there, because kind of the rest of the the name just sort of... It said enough, so we just we just made a word up for the end there, the blah blah blah. But, but what I mean to say is, Tiernan is the next level. Like, next level. No, wait, uh, what's it called when it's, like, out of date, not very good? Uh, Tiernan is an old clockwork machine that we gave some cookies to, and now, when we wind it up, he just he just gets going. Uh, it's amazing. It's exactly what this show needs. Uh, plus, we only need to pay him in cookies, and the occasional reassuring word, like, fine! And he's happy. Uh, let let me show you. Let me. Sh- you won't be able to see, but just listen in. Hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense. I'm Tin, and I- oh, hello, Stephen. Fine. Oh, that's great to hear. Thanks. 
Oh, are those cookies? Yeah, you know, sunburnt knees flavor, just as you like it. Now go record, champ. Hooray! And that's it. You see, a lot of hard work goes into these shows like I keep saying, and hopefully it sounds like it too. And me? Uh, what do I do? Well, that is a good question. I mean, I, I direct. So uh, go left and then straight ahead. Now right. Uh, you're welcome. And I hope to see you again, but I won't because it's all audio noise. Uh, so I will be here for the next Radio Nonsense episode brought to you by this amazing team and, of course, Dennis. Go away! And cut. End scene. You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! It's the end.